Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, today we got uh, Coach Wojtek. Uh, he is a, currently a free agent coach in Poland who has spent numerous years coaching um, football in Europe. Um, and most recently, um, last year, spent some time in the U.S. with Towson, um, kind of as an assistant D-line coach and GA. Uh, coach, how you doing? Thank you, Coach, for having me. I'm doing better than I deserve. I'm doing fantastic. Just <laughs> spending time with the family, you know. Good. Getting... Uh, Yes, sir. I'm doing fine. Now, I, 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 I want to kind of let you get into that a little bit. Kind of uh, exp, explain your coaching background for people who don't know who you are and kind of learn kind of the path you've been on. Yeah, so uh, I was actually one of the, the guys who started American football in Poland back in mid-2000s. Uh, and we started playing, you know, without equipment or only mouth guards, so it looks like letterheads. And then gradually we started, uh, you know, the league. So at that time, I was thankful we had internet and I knew English pretty well. So I said, okay, I want to learn about a, about a game. And uh, my role expanded the team because I was still playing. And back when I finished my, my playing days, when I retired at 28, 2012, I said, hey, I'd like to be a part of it. And one of my buddies, he hit me up and said, hey, we're still having a startup teammate in football. Would you be interested in helping us out? And uh, said, hey, like, yeah, let's, uh, let's roll with that. And, uh, you know, uh, that, was the, that, that was the start. And... Uh, I've been uh, fortunate enough to, to, to do something in, in Europe and also visit uh, the U.S., work with USA Football, you know, last year with Towson, constant education. As you said, th- as I told you earlier, like, thanks to your channel, or, you know, a lot of coaching materials on YouTube, on Twitter, and you just got to constantly educate yourself. So, you know, just 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 growing there and, uh, you know, constant learning. Well, that's fantastic, Coach. I mean... Like, and, and we, we've talked a little bit back and forth messaging over the past couple weeks. Um, and, you know, I kind of want to talk about that is what kind of, like, struggles do you guys constantly deal with? Because, I mean, obviously trying to find players, trying to find qualified coaching staffs and training coaches. Like, what are the main issues you guys kind of deal with over there? Well, you know, I would say it's a different thing. Mean, Europe is not like um... – uh, single market, like in different uh, countries, you have different cultures. For example, in our neighbor in Germany, you have like 40, 41 years of, of football tradition in Poland. We're going to be playing hopefully next week, the 15 Polish Bowl next week. So it's a lot, you know, it's a different uh, resources pool. You have different, you know, players and coaches. But as you said, recruiting for, for players is a big thing because, of course, of obvious, you know, parents' health concerns. Oh my God, my, my Tomek or Peter is going to go to, to, to practice, going to break a leg or whatever. And, you know, for coaches, yeah, you you know, you want to take your, like, for example, your retired players or you want to invest in, American, uh, in Americans who are either in Europe or, you know, there are some recruiting platforms. Uh, equipment, it's, it's not like, it's unlike soccer where all you need is like, you know, a football and you can have a, you can have a pickup game. If you want to start an American football team, you need, you know, um, helmets, shoulder pads. So you try to, you know, I was, back in the day, I was, I had a company and, you know, I was, um, looking through eBay's and, you know, buying like, okay, three helmets here, four shoulder pads, some surplus of the universities and just get shipped over. But, you know, this is, this is the other thing. 
then you know American football doesn't have the status of Olympic sports. So when you're competing, because public funding is big for for the clubs here, so you 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 got to be creative with fundraising and you know um, those more established sports, soccer, basketball, and depending on the city, they may be different sports. They compete for public funding, so you got to be you know think think a little bit outside of the box. What we as American football have that other sports don't have. But, you know, for example, young people, you know, you have those cool designs of helmets and, and you know, shoulder pads. They did look like Transformers or Iron Man, so I want to be part of it. So they love it. You know, Madden was big for us. Or, like, movies, you know, like Remember the Titans or, you know, Big Mike. Kids see that, hey, I want to be part of that. You know, Last Chance U is massive. You know, like, you know, people say, okay, this is something that I want to be a part of because you have three advertisements. So it's, it also helps uh, that the, the sport is ingrained in American culture, that it's, it's, it's part and... Um, you know, those, those are a couple of things that we definitely have to deal with, uh, you know, on a daily basis here. Okay, continuing off that, how has the sport grown in Europe and in Poland specifically over the past 20 years? Like, obviously, like in just in my lifetime in America, it's grown tremendously. But as someone who's never been to Europe, how, how have you seen the growth over the past 20 years? Um, and kind of how's that eased your recruiting of players and coaches? Well, you know, so Poland was relatively late to the party because we actually started growing it when the NFL Europe ceased to cease its operation because it was 2007, if I remember. But, you know, if you look at those, you know, golden years of, you know, when they had the World League and, you know, the NFL Europe, that definitely helped. For us, it was more like, okay, it was built from the ground up. So there were a couple of enthusiasts in one city that said, hey, we're starting a team, and for example, in Warsaw and then Poznan and Gdynia, the tri-city up north and the Broadfield in the lower series in the south joined and we started our own first league. It was a little different than baseball where like MLB sent, you know, a lot of resources, a lot of money and said, hey, Stan Mushal was from Poland, hey, we're going to build a league here. For us, it was more of like organic growth and you could find some people who wanted to do that and then, you know, some sponsors or like parents who had kids who, who, who played the sport and they kind of started starting doing that. But as you say, the, the fact that NFL started, you know, their international expansion, like having games in London, or that you know, it was you know the internet it was a, it was a huge huge factor for us because you know you could see some you know games or some coaching materials. It was more accessible. That, that definitely helped us. And then you know you have a lot of Americans who who um, you know graduate from college and who you know there is so many of them go pro. And then you know you can think about it, the prospect of okay, you can go to Europe, you can travel because basically. You know, in a normal situation, there's like you can reach most most places with those cheap airlines that you can buy a ticket for like 10 or 50 euros, 15 euros in advance. You can go to Rome or Paris. You can play ball. You can be a superstar, and you can you know have the sense of, of Euro life. That's something that's that's a lot a lot of guys uh, find interesting. And um, you know, some of them some of them stay longer than one year. Some of them you know move here and starting on businesses. And yeah, so so that would be something that that helped us in Poland. And I think. Poland has this special relationship with, with, with the U.S., and in, especially in recent years. And um, we actually, you know, after the communist bloc fell, we actually adopted a lot of, like, you know, I wouldn't say American way of life, but, you know, all the McDonald's, all the, you know, American companies entered here, Starbucks, Apples. And, you know, football was part of that, and that definitely helped us grow the, grow, grow the sport. Awesome, Coach. Now, uh, kind of going back to your Townsend experiences, what did you take away from Townsend? Uh, what do you bring back with you to Europe? Like, what, what were your, kind of your main learning points from that experience? Well, yeah, so first of all, first and foremost, I'd like to give a shout-out to Coach Rob Ambrose and Coach Eric Daniels, who actually uh, was the 
link that, that allowed me to 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 get there. And uh, you know, you may watch all the series with like you know days of Scarlet and Gray or the training camps of Alabama football, Alabama Crimson Tide. But unless you're, you know, when you're part of the staff and you, and you actually get the feeling of the, you know, QC life, when you're, you know, help see the process, you're part of it. That's something that you, that's, you know, it, it's hard to, you know, unless you, you, live the, you live that, it's hard to, you know, to see it. And definitely all the preparation, you know, when I, you know, they, they for, okay. So originally I was supposed to be there for, for about two to three weeks as a like shadow coach. And after a week, Coach Ambrose gave me an offer I, I couldn't refuse. He asked me if I would be interested in staying with the team for the, for the rest of the season. So I agreed to that. And, you know, then, you know, Coach Kosmakos, you know, D-line coach, I was assistant. I was, I was you know, given the, the, the responsibility of preparing the, some, of the, um, some of the reports for the, for the scouting report run, field position runs, short yards, goal line, and then, you know, draw the scout cards. So there is different level of attention to detail, you know, especially when you have those, you know, yeah, whatever video system you work with, but you have good quality film. So that, that, for example, that receiver is on the hush mark. He's on the hush mark. If he's three yards, you know, inside the, the, the numbers, he should be there, right? Or like, you know, if, if a coach wants you to draw power and the block, you know, blocking scheme, you don't, you don't, draw, don't draw the generic power, but how the, you know, the, this team, you know, uh, definitely blocks it. And, for us, you know, the first week was Citadel, so it was, you know, mainly runs. I'm like, shit, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to sleep, you know, like, with the amount of over, hey, it got, it got better. You know, it's good, you know, when you have a good good team because it's a, it's a complete, you know, team effort and you understand that you're in, a, in the same boat. The other thing, you know, you can read all about how we're family and, you know, how you take care about the players and that they are human first and the holistic approach. That's something that, you know, you, you definitely see it on a daily basis, you know, the the amount of time that coaches spend with the players, not only on external, but also on the grades and helping them with other life situations and the amount of care that they that they, they give about the, 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 the players. That's, you know, uh, something that, that you can definitely take and um, and, and uh, apply in Europe. It's, of course, for us, it's harder because, on, you know, when you have the senior team, which seniors are technically about 19-year-old to 30 or 40-year-old. So you can be a in your early 20s and be a university student, you have different time uh, and, you know, different, um, how should I say, daily responsibilities versus a guy who is in the 30s, has a wife and, and a job. But those guys still, they come to practice. So it's kind of, you know, it's, you, you can, um, how should I say, you can, um, there, there's a lot of things that translate to Europe, but you have to adapt in some situations, right? Um, for example, uh, you know, the financial resources are, are in there as well, right? It's, it's a different level. It's, you may see, okay, it's a, uh, um, how should I say, it's an amateur sport, but the amount of uh, support staff, and this is, you know, and the um, equipment, you know, trainers, that's, that's something unmatched. It's something that, you know, gets you, uh, but, but again, you want to be efficient. You want to you wanna learn that you, you will try to take as much of the, of the process, creating players, you know, creating scouting, scouting reports and, you know, maybe the tools are a little different, but something that, that you can that you can definitely take take from from you. And what's what was encouraging for me is that you know, although you know the playbook is definitely much thicker back in Towson or you know CA or Division One, those games still come down to tackling, to, you know, those um, you know blocking, you know, making fundamental plays. So that that's that emphasis on on being fundamentally sound and harping that and making sure that we don't beat ourselves and that we are we actually have those fundamentals. That's something that definitely. Um, you know, translates to the, to the game overseas. Awesome, coach. Now, kind of going back to um, Poland football, what do you predict the, like the growth 
and the continued success of, of football in that country to be over the next 15, 20 years, assuming we get to back to some normalcy here soon, knock on wood, um, once, this, once we get through this virus. Uh, you, you, you would like me to talk? You would like me to talk about mainly Poland or, or, or yeah, you can do Europe. You can just use Europe in general if you want. Well, well, you know the, the way I, I look at it, definitely um, huge factors is now is that you know now the global hunt for success in the first you know in the college level it's actually expanded. You could see you know several teams hosted either camps or or, or came here, and now you have all those you know coaches who say okay. There's a guy who can bowl, for example, in Sweden or in Germany. I would like to have a look at his tape. Or if he's this athletic monster who has this great coordination and size, say, hey, let's give him a shot. And, you know, I think that's going to that's gonna help us. There, even last week, there was another huge news that there were going to be a new professional league in Europe, the European uh, League of, of Football. We'll see how it goes because definitely it's an interesting prospect. But as, you know, the cases of Alliance, American football and XFL showed us, if you're starting a professional league in in this sport, it's um, you know it's 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 gonna take some time, and you have need to have the right people in the in the in the management and ownership. Um, you know, one thing that we haven't said is I was involved for almost two years in football in China, so that's gonna be a huge market. Um, so I, I I would love to football to to grow and football to expand and make sure that it's uh, that it's truly truly a global league, and hopefully we will see football in some. Uh, form or fashion at the Olympics, because that's, you know, whether it's flag football or seven-man football tackle, it's going to be big, especially not only for, for, for U.S., but also for, for the rest of the world. And, you know, uh, the, the World Games is going to be hosted in, in Birmingham, Alabama in 2021, I believe. Uh, they're going to have, like, flag football that's going to be under NFL and under USA football. So, so that's going to be big. And, you know, you want to see a lot more kids involved, you know, more more girls playing the game. So hopefully it will grow. Hopefully, you know, those coaches who, who are inviting, you know, or, or are hunting for, for the town will, will try to build those relationships with the coaches, with the club coaches here in Europe. And also, you know, build those exchanges, that will be more something that is more popular. One thing that actually helped us and, and you know, and this may be, um, how should I say it? Something that is not so obvious with the 2020 is that a lot of those clinics, like for example the Alabamas or whatever, they've been hosted on Zoom. So for you can you can have access to to civil high-profile coach in a meeting or like you know the, all, all the great work that you do, and you can you can actually you may be on lockdown, but you can you know exchange those ideas, you can bounce off, you can discuss it and, and, and learn and grow as coach. Because as we as we said to, to ourselves, like hey, it's gonna it's gonna you know. And someday, hopefully sooner than later, but when it, when it finishes and when we're back on the field, one of the better coaches than where we were, that were, you know, when it actually started. So, you know, I, I hope that, that the game grows and, uh, you know, that it's, you know, only only for the better. And, uh, you know, more more guys in, from Europe is is playing, you know, at the college level. And, you know, hopefully you have this, you know, new Luka Doncic of, of, of football in the NFL. <laughs> and then hey, that's going to be really big. Now I I kind of want to one thing with structure is how 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 are your cl- football I, I know you guys typically use the term club more in, than instead of organization um, how are your football clubs structured is it similar to your soccer um, structure or is it more of a actual like NFL type structuring system? 
Well, so um, but by club, it's so they are they are organized as like um, independent independent entities, more like non-government organizations, like association. So there is you know there there is a board, and you know each player typically typically because you have some some teams that are organized as as companies, but this is a very very few uh, examples in Europe. In most places, you know each member gets a you know has a has a vote like every year. So there is general assembly, and they they elect the the, the board, etc. But uh, within the club, you have you know you have a senior team that's like typically 19 year old through you know as you said 30 to mid to late 30s. You also have the junior teams, and depending on the country, you know they start as as early as the the U13 league, which is tackle, and you know and they play I believe seven man smaller field, something like a rookie tackle that is endorsed by by USA Football. You have U15, U17, and then you have U19, and also on the, some of those levels, for example, in Europe. You have those European Championships, which is big, because you know when you know because of our history, when you know France is playing Germany, or you know Sweden is playing Denmark, or Poland, you know played Germany. This is you know it's a, it's something that motivates those guys and gives them the exposure uh, on a European level. Because as we said, if you can, you know, you may be the, the best uh, player on on a national level, but you, you can go out and play against you know those U19 teams of Austria or Germany. That means hey, you, you're actually you're legit, right? And that's, that may give you the spotlight and, you know, some college coach may be more inclined to, 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 to look at that. So, you know, creating that feeder program, that pipeline of the next generation is, is critical. And sometimes, though, we, we're not, you know, directly connected to a to school, but, you know, I remember, like, you know, when I was in a couple of different stops in Poland, we used to have, like, presentations at schools. You know, we used to go to uh, local, like, soccer clubs and the academies when they have, like, players, 11, 12-year-olds, and we did those, you know, American football training that actually helped them, you know, learning how to fall, how to tumble, you know, the contact preparation that actually some of that they could translate to to um, to, to soccer because, you know... Uh, one thing you want to come you want to combat is the early specializations and you want to have those multi-sport multi-sport athletes right it's something that also european union is looking at it's you know not only you know when the uh in the sport or you know who's generating more medals at the olympics but you know in, the, in like public health um area because you know you have youth obesity you know kids are inactive kids play you know nintendos or you know playstation so you want to want to keep them active you want to find new attractive ways of um of getting them out of the couch and, and getting them on the field and i think you know if we uh work with local authorities or like you know um and present football as as, as, a, as an avenue that's something that they will be more inclined to support now I, that, that is the last question i will have for you is what how, how bad is sports specialization there because I, I know we, we we combat it a little bit here with certain sports in our country um, we see a lot of burnout as a result where kids, by the time they're between 14 and 19, are just done with sports because they've been playing since they were five, and they've been playing the same sport, uh, like, almost year-round. How, how much of a problem is that there? And is, I mean, you kind of mentioned you guys are combating some of that, at least the couch aspect, but how, how, how much of a problem is sports specialization? Well, it's actually a d- difficult question because, again, it's it's a – it varies from country to country. It varies, you know, even even in Poland, you have those commercial like soccer academies that are run by you know the top top clubs, and you know, you, uh, yeah, these guys want to incorporate some some of the other stuff, but it's uh, you know, and in, and at school, of course, you go through like okay, you start with you know a track and field or soccer, and then you go through basketball, handball, 
volleyball, you know, so year round. But you know, it's a little different system when you know in, in the U.S. you can get scholarship for for playing volleyball or playing playing basketball. And then in, in Poland, when you know, okay, if you wanna, you know, you have some sort of a talent, you, you you're gonna go pro or you're gonna be in the club, you know, academy when you're like 15 or, or even earlier. And then you, you live in, in a dorm and you're actually focused on getting, you know, training and, and education. So yeah, I, I think it's uh, there. There was a growing debate, and uh, you know those uh, entities in, involved and all the stakeholders. You know, they, they get more aware of the, of the problem. So we try to find the, the common ground. But I would say there is still some. I wouldn't say hostility, but you know, competition for talent. So for example, one one club may be okay. I'm not gonna allow you to to give to give us a, a you know like American football training because those you know this talented kid may, may go there or for example uh, in Poland we used to have a rivalry between rugby guys and American football you know uh, clubs because you know we kind of competing for the same same pool of talent so yeah it's, it's it's a growing debate and I think we are the way I, I like to I like to say that hey we are we're all part of a sport family and we our goal should be to to get to give them active and allow them to uh, to to sports sample. I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who, in his latest book, he pointed out Roger Federer, who until he was like 15 or 16, he played multiple sports, right? And that's kind of like some of his um, skills he learned on the back on the back, sorry, um, on you know skiing or or volleyball translated to his tennis success at tennis. So I, I would encourage you know our kids to to play and even for us at, at our football practice we love to add some grappling stuff you know some some elements from wrestling or you know add some some you know different games small sided games or some you know um, you know like butt sumo or whatever uh, you know playing the tic tac toe with the, with the with the jerseys and kind of make it fun for them because if they have fun they are more inclined to come back and uh, you know. It's it's a challenge because you want to develop their skills, especially in season. But you know, whenever we have free time, and sometimes you want to just break the monotony of, of the practice. So you want to you want to add some some uh, game element and some some friendly competition. Well, awesome, coach. Well, I, I thank you for coming on. Uh, if any coaches want to get a hold of uh, Coach Voitech and talk some football with him, um, his Twitter will be in the bio below on how to get a hold of him. Um, Coach, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you uh, educating us, us on some European football. Um, and have a good rest of your day, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Coach, for, for having me. And, uh, yeah, stay safe out there and see you, see you soon, hopefully, on the clinics. Or, you know, don't, don't hesitate to hit me up on Twitter. And uh, I would love to, to share some insight and, you know, give you any more information. Thank awesome, you, Coach. coach.